and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am your host, Bob McDonald. You can find us on Twitter at HorizonRT. Be sure to follow. We uh, get the latest news, updates, new episodes, whatever we feel like putting up there. So be sure to follow. Uh, this episode, uh, my co-host Jimmy Lemke, who you can always find at PantherU on Twitter and at PantherU.com on the web, is not with me. And there's a good reason for that. This episode is uh, a very special one. We have an interview with Cleveland State's head coach, Dennis Belton. Yes, that's right. Really, it is Dennis Belton. Um, so this is going to be a, you know, a good conversation we, we already had, we had with him. And uh, before we get started, obviously, we want to uh, thank Greg Murphy over at uh, Cleveland State's uh, Athletic Department, their sports information director, for being a big help in putting this together. Definitely would not have happened without him. So without any further ado, we'll get right to it, and we'll get into our conversation with Coach Felton. First of all, thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast. Really appreciate your time. Happy to be here, Bob. Yes. Um, so I know that you, you know, the, the spring signing period has uh, come to a close. So uh, where I, I know you've got quite a few different uh, players that uh, you've brought in, both in the fall and spring section sessions. So. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the players that you, you signed during the recruiting period, and um, tell me what part of their game intrigued you the most. Okay. Well, it all starts with the style that we like to play, and um, it, it's built around, first of all, uh, a positionless style. Uh, we, we really don't like to get uh, hung up on positions, uh, but instead we like – uh, players to be as versatile as possible and to be long, athletic, and be able to uh, be effective uh, offensively and defensively all over the court. So we recruit to that as much as we possibly can. And um, and then the other thing about our style is we, we like to play fast and we like to uh, spread the floor and play uh, a style that leans hard on on movement and playing together and skill. Uh, so uh, you know, ball handling skills and and shooting the ball is is important to us. And then athleticism and mobility are important to us. Um, so um, we're really excited because we feel like we've uh, had a lot of success recruiting to that uh, to that style of play. And um, so early we signed um, some guys. Uh, Rashad Williams is a combo guard from Detroit that is um, really, uh, you know, could could be characterized as a spectacular shooter with, you know, deep deep range. Uh, but he also is is a, a dynamic all around guard. He can, you know, he can really handle the ball and get to places. He can. Uh, you know, drive it and score off the deck, get fouled. He's, uh, uh, has terrific vision, um, good passer, uh, starting within transition. He's a tremendous transition passer. So he's, uh, he's the kind of guard we like and that he's dynamic and he can do all the things that you'd like a well-rounded guard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we signed, uh, another, uh, young man from Detroit, uh, Spider Johnson. 
who is um, 6'9", uh, with a seven foot three wingspan, so he's extremely long, and he's really, really athletic, quick, mobile, uh, n- not just a good leaper, but a quick leaper, very quick second and third uh, bounce leaper. That and 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 those attributes really uh, help him uh, to be a standout defender. Uh, he, he's a versatile defender. I think Spider is the kind of guy that will have the ability to guard every position on the floor um, and he's also a terrific shot blocker and 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 goaltender so uh we really think he's going to impact our our defense in a big way he's he's a good rebounder too he can go get balls out of his area because of his length and athleticism and uh because of his uh you know quickness and mobility um he can he can defend all over the floor and he has really good skill potential too uh the way he you know has, has good hands uh actually a, a, a terrific passer and uh good touch as a shooter and we're hoping to you know quickly develop his ability to shoot uh you know face in the basket with even more consistency um, then we signed another uh, uh, player from Michigan, Seth Milner, and Seth is a uh, big six-six, you know, two hundred pound uh, wing who uh, can play at, at, from anywhere on the floor. He's a good three-point shooter. He's got uh, good mid-range. He's a tremendous slasher and rim attacker, and can finish above the rim. Um, and he actually also has a, a back-to-the-basket game. So, uh, again, you know, long, athletic, versatile, and uh, love his, you know, kind of natural, rugged physicality. Uh, another very, very div- uh, 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 diverse defender, uh, big and strong enough to switch on to bigger guys and guard him, and, and uh, quick and athletic enough to, um, you know, sit down and, and guard, uh, you know, guards on the perimeter. Um, we also signed uh, Jalen Hill who is a uh, junior college player he'll come in here as a junior and Jalen is kind of like a uh, kind of like a hybrid forward so again a guy with a versatile skill set uh very long 67 with a you know like a 7 foot 2 wingspan very very athletic uh, like spider johnson a, a top of the square kind of athlete uh that can go catch just about any kind of lob you throw to him um has uh, a real knack for scoring uh, basically was a you know 2010 guy in two years of junior college um, has a, a terrific back to the basket game um, has a terrific mid-range game um, either facing up or with his back to the basket uh, uh, has the ability to shoot the three and that's something that we're going to want to uh, you know we can't wait to get in the gym with him because we w- we're wanting to grow his consistency as a as a three-point shooter right now he's a you know really consistent mid-range shooter um, uh, again very athletic and long shot, block shots uh, makes a lot of the defensive playmaker with his length and athleticism and a versatile just another versatile athlete with um, with a range of a good range of skills uh, on 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 offensive and, and defensive end um, who do I go to next? Then we uh, <laughs> I, I, we, we well, signed a lot of guys. Of them, so. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were going uh, to Debaji, Debaji Walker. 
uh, is a l- little more the same. Devaji six seven with a seven foot two wingspan, e- extra long, just you know, kind of freakishly long, um, quick and mobile. Uh, again, you know, perimeter player uh, that. Uh, has uh, could I think could be a spectacular defender uh, because he really likes uh, he really competes on the defensive end, but he's very very quick and mobile for a guy as long as he is. And then when you add that length to it, he's a shot blocker, a guy that gets his hands on a lot of balls. Um, offensively, he can shoot the three, he can slash to the basket, uh, he can finish above the rim, uh, and his his biggest challenge coming in will be his strength he's, he's very thin and has a lot of work to do to build his body uh, you could say that about uh, Spider Johnson too that he's, um, he's, he's got a, a great frame uh, that he needs to add weight to uh, to um, you know to become as, as, as good as he's capable of becoming at this level um, but uh, yeah Dabaji's uh, again um, you know has range to his game at both ends versatile uh, offensively and defensively, and uh, we just love his length and love that we can, you know, you know, we have a lot of guys that you can kind of plug in anywhere or throw out, you know, a, a, a deep variety of lineups out on the floor and mm-hmm. and, uh, and and be effective, you know, playing the way we play uh, at, at both ends. Um, and, and, and then and we also, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, and, uh, and just add into the mix, and I'm sure I, um, I'm probably. Uh, just add also into the mix. You also have the um, Al Eichelberger um, coming in from from DePaul. He's going to see his first action this year. Yes, he'll be another new player. Although he, uh, we've recruited him last summer, and he's been in our program a year. Uh, because he transferred from uh, DePaul out of the Big East, he had to sit out this year. And so we've just had a – he's had a great year getting better and getting ready for this year. So uh, not only is he um, – is 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 he you know one of our more experienced players? He'll be a sophomore this year, but he's a third-year sophomore with a year of experience in our program. So he understands who we are and what we're about, and understands what our expectations are and our in our system of play and and all of those things. And Al is a uh, six six eight uh, front court player that is he's a big body everything about him is big i mean big broad shoulders uh big heavy body uh very 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 long arms huge hands um and uh you know just naturally physical uh, i would have loved to have had him last year because we needed his physicality in the worst way but um but we're really happy to have him you know in there for the next three years for us with uh, you know, with you know, with as much experience as he has coming into next season, has um, you know, has a, has a knack for scoring, a knack for rebounding, and um, just will you know, give us that big physical, long-armed uh, presence that, uh, that 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 we missed so much last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we also we we picked up another transfer uh, just recently in Rashim Dunn. Mm-hmm. And of course, he won't be able to play this coming season, but uh, but we're really excited about him. He's a guy that scored almost 900 points in his first two seasons at, at St. Francis, New York. Um, he's a Brooklyn guard, uh, and he is very, very dynamic. He has um, some similar characteristics to Tyree Appleby, 
who had such a good freshman year for us this year uh, that he's quick, explosive, has great instincts, stop and go, change directions on a dime, uh, natural scoring instincts and ability. Um, it, but uh, but he's strong, you know. He's he's uh, you know got a big strong body. Has done a lot to develop that in his first two years in college, and and uh, we'll have to wait another year for him. But uh, we expect him to to step in ready to you know hit the ground running and and be a terrific player for us next season. Yeah. So yeah. So at this point in time, you know, I see that. You know the, the roster has almost completely transformed from what it was like if, what it was this year. I mean, um, the loan holder is over as Cash Thomas from the previous uh, the previous coaching era. Um, yeah. Given your you know given your previous experience both um, in college and even in the NBA, um, what have you used to kind of make adjustments to help the team progress over this last year? Um. Not sure I understand your question. Could you help me understand what you mean? Well, taking taking some of your previous coaching experience, um, your your work with the San Antonio Spurs and player development, how yeah. how has uh, how has that ex- um, how has that experience kind of um, uh, kind of given prepared you... me for this moment? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's um, well, I, I think. Um, to be successful as a head coach, you've got to you've got to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to know yourself. You have to be yourself, and you have to lean hardest on your strengths. And um, I, I, I I believe my two biggest strengths are easily uh, teaching and leading. And so I lean really really hard on those two things. So uh, we consider ourselves to be a teaching program. Uh, first and foremost, and uh, we just we put an incredible amount of um, effort and attention into teaching our guys how to play the game and how to win at the game and how to avoid the things that go into losing basketball and that means individually um, growing everybody every player 's game and and not only developing his skill set but developing the things that, you know, concentrating on the things that give each guy the best chance to uh, become, you know, know, to find his greatness, to be as great as he can be. And then with the team, you you know, really, really teaching the team how to maximize our ability together to, to, you know, to, to, you know, you know, to help ourselves bring out, you know, our best and, 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 and how to really concentrate on all the things that go into to, to winning major college basketball games and then, and then leading. And that's, uh, um, a lot of that is just sharing, um, you know, um, you know, kind of coaching from the heart, um, you know, uh, developing the kind of relationships with our players where, uh, they they feel like uh, not, they that not only do do they know me but they believe in me um, and even when I have to tell them things that they don't necessarily want to hear at the moment they they absorb it better because they know uh, I care about them they know where my heart is they know that um, I, my only agenda is to help them be great and help our team uh, succeed at a high level so. Um, you know that's how, and, and and I think the game. I, I keep things pretty simple. I think um, you know good basketball is based on some you know very fundamental you know basic elements, and and we concentrate on being a, being great 
and consistently, uh, you know, consistent at, at, at those parts of the game that, you know, that help you win games. Yeah. So, you know, so next year, um, you, you have a you have a really you have a pretty young team. I mean, that's, very young. Um, yeah. You have a young team, but at the same time, you also have a pretty solid core. You have Cash Thomas. Um, who's the junior? But you also have you also have Tyree Appleby, and you have Steph Kenich coming back. Yeah. Um, and they and last year they obviously emerged as two of the best freshmen in the Horizon League. I mean, it was right. It, it was pretty. It was pretty evident. Um, so so with that uh, so with that young roster, um, how do you see how do you see kind of the guys that have been in the system for a year plus? Uh, you know, how do you see them developing as as the leaders on this squad? Even though you know they, it is a young team, you know how do you see them developing as the leaders on this team? Yeah, well they're extra excited, and that's the first the first step. Is uh, I mean they're they're like on the edge of their seat, getting ready to jump out of their seat, excited sure. about the future. They're really really excited about the group of teammates that are on their way, uh, the new guys, mm-hmm. um, because they've, you know, they got to know them all and got to believe that, you know, they're the kind of people that can help us um, build something special here. Um, Cash is a, um, you know, you could make the argument that he was our toughest player mentally and physically sure. last season, and we really, really appreciate that about him, and and uh, we're, uh you know, you know. I believe in doing everything you can to empower your players to take, you know, to take ownership and to kind of take over the team, and um, and you know, just care about it so much uh, that they're willing to, uh, you know, basically kind of go to the uh, sometimes uncomfortable extremes to find a way to to succeed and and help each other succeed, and and um, I think Cash is is. Um, positioned to be that kind of leader because he commands tremendous respect from his teammates uh, by just being the person he is, uh, being so uh, thoughtful about other people and, 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 and thoughtful about the team first. And he's had an incredible spring of turning it up uh, in terms of uh, his commitment and devotion to the game and and those kinds of things don't go unnoticed by by your teammates and he's had a he's had a hell of a spring from the standpoint of improving uh, because of that work ethic uh Stefan Kenich has come a you know he's traveled a tremendous distance between last fall when he got here you know he missed last summer because of national team responsibilities and so man he he just he just got better and better and better as the year went on and he's gotten more and more comfortable uh you know here and um and comfortable with his teammates and and um so you know even though he has the you know the language challenges you know english is a second language and learning a lot of new vocabulary on the basketball court and all those things he's just gained in in his confidence and comfort level and so i think he's going to uh provide uh more leadership than you might expect from somebody in his position mm-hmm. and uh, you know he gained a lot of valuable experience last year you know he started you know most of the season and and uh, just made huge, you know, very, very significant contributions to our team, and made big, big plays in several games to help us uh, win games. Um, so, um, so he's, he's, I think, ready to, you know, to take his leadership role onto a new level. And um, and then Tyree, Tyree has a, a natural swagger about him. He's, 
you know, Tyree doesn't, you know, expect us to lose another game for the rest of his career. Well, and, I, I should uh, mention that he, he, he did he did tweet out at the very beginning of the season, you guys were making it to the NCAA tournament the last season. And you came one you came very close. That's right. That's right. And and Tyree was a big reason for that and he uh yeah, he just he expects a lot of himself and uh has a lot of confidence and, and enthusiasm about what we're doing as a team and as a program, and and uh, he he has some he has some real natural leadership instincts about him to be so young. Because not only was he a freshman, but he was he's a really young freshman. Probably he should have he should have really still been in high school. And um, so, but he's but he has some unique uh, you know he has some unique characteristics that really. Uh, you know, help him uh, be a very productive player and a, uh-huh. and, a, and a productive teammate. He's, he's been a great recruiter, uh, you know, because he just he's he's all in. You know, he 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 um, you know he understands how uh, you know what kind of opportunity we have as a program. And then Al Al will be um, uh-huh. you know yes. provide great leadership. He's in his second program, and that experience alone gives you a, a you know a. A, a, a perspective on a different level and he's just such a Al is one of those guys that's always smiling and laughing and having a good time and just uh, so likable and uh, teammates you know just teammates love him he keeps you know he keeps things loose and and uh, and, and fun and um, and he's uh, he's a great teammate he wants to you know he wants to do everything he can for his team he wants to uh, he, he wants to do some special things together with his teammates and, and like I said he has a unique background of having this is this is his second you know second major college program and and I miss you know this is his second coaching staff and so he's seen some things and uh, even though he didn't play last year he you know he practiced every day and learned everything that we do so uh, he's going to be uh, as a sophomore he's going to be an old veteran uh, on this team and and he knows when we recruited him we talked about him being a very important bridge player you know bridging us from last year's team that was going to lose you know most of the, most of its players uh, bridging that team to this year's team which was going to have a whole lot of new players yeah true very true very true um the the other question i had um i understand that uh, you're planning to take the team to europe this summer yes italy yes uh so how's how's planning for that going uh, terrific. Uh, we're we're working hard at, at raising money to to pay for the trip. You know that's not the kind of thing that uh, you you have a you know a budget line item for because it's only something you do, you know, every four years at at, at, at the most. And um, so that's going well, and the the planning of the trip is going well. Everybody's excited about it. Uh, working on getting everybody passports. Most of our players have never left the country, so they've never uh, had a need for a passport before now. And and um, it's going to be it's going to be a great summer for us because we'll be here all summer together working, and then we'll get those ten practices, getting ready for that that uh, tour that we would have never gotten without uh, you know without this tour. And and there's um, it's really important to this year's team because. We have so many new players, and we're going to be so inexperienced that um, that head start at preparing for this year with those extra practices and those games over in Italy um, just it gives us a uh, it gives us a chance, a fighting chance mm-hmm. to you know to 
just have more prep time, you know, going sure. into this year. And then the, and then the chemistry part and the bonding part. There's nothing like, uh, there's nothing better for you know team bonding than to be stuck with each other on the other side of the world in a foreign ling- foreign speaking uh, country. So um, so we're looking forward to all all the benefits of uh, of this tour together. Sure, sure. Um, so now I understand. Uh, earlier this week, uh, I understand uh, Cleveland State announced pricing for season tickets for the next year, uh, for the 2018-2019 year. I know. Uh, I know you guys are still working on uh, hammering out the schedule. That I know that usually comes out later on the uh, right before the season starts. So, uh, um, but the question I have is kind of regards to um, the interest in the program, um, specifically as it relates uh, to. The your run at the Motor City Madness that was uh, that with each game, from what you know, there were it seems like there was more and more interest and in, you know at the at the point of the championship game where you had five busloads of fans coming into you know the Little Caesars Arena. I mean that's it, it's one of those kind of things that you you know with, with a team that's uh, you know fan interest has been. But, you know, pretty low, you know, in previous mm-hmm. years, it, it, it's it's a nice sign to see. So um, from your perspective, obviously, um, and I, I know during before the season, you know, you you were looking you were out and about, you know, generating interest in the team as well. So with with that and coupled with this, you know, with, with that run in the in Motor City Madness, how do you expand upon um, generating that fan interest, getting them, you know, getting them in, excited, interested in in next season? Yeah, well, um, one of the most important reasons, uh, or uh, one of the one of the uh, biggest impacts that uh, that championship run had was on the, the fact that it, it woke the city up. It woke our campus up and woke the city up to what we're doing. Um, uh, that was one of the biggest benefits for, uh, coming from that run. And um, so we do want to uh, kind of use that as, you know, momentum to keep moving forward. Um, I know that everyone involved with our program from Mike Thomas, our athletic director, to throughout the athletic department staff and of course our coaching staff and our players uh we're just we're doing everything we can to capture uh the attention and the imagination of our fans um to get them excited about what we're doing and and the tournament one run was a real shot in the arm uh towards that because even you know the casual fan and and even the non fan you couldn't avoid uh hearing about Cleveland State basketball as we were as we were marching to that championship uh, game, so uh, you know that was huge, and we do want to capitalize on that. Um, uh, we're going to do everything we can to introduce our new players uh, to our community uh, because we've got all these new guys, and then I know once our fans lay their eyes on these guys. Um, they can't help but get excited because it's just a it's a new level of athleticism and and and, and talent that we're talking about and sure. you know we have uh, we'll we'll have um, a lot of growing up to do and a lot of learning to do uh, but in the meantime it, it's it's going to be a fun process for our fans to watch is to watch uh, this group grow up and grow up together uh, because we'll still do all the things that we started doing last year um, in terms of playing together 
um, and then you know playing with toughness. You know that's you know that's that that's that final corner that we started to round yes. late in the season last year that allows us to you know to really start winning a lot of games at the end of the season was the toughness piece, and. Um, so as uh but we're just going to you know we're going to have uh we're going to have you know more dynamic talent and, and athleticism to do it with uh you know moving forward and uh you know so you know we're we're going to be that team that our fans that did watch us this year you know we just got we got incredible we got a lot of just great feedback from our fans about our style of play about how much fun it was to watch, uh, how exciting the games were, um, how they enjoyed watching our players um, have each other's back uh, the way they did and play together the way they did at both ends and and have, um, you know, just kind of a never-quit approach to things. Because, you know, hey, let's face it, last season was a tough year where we did lose more games than we won, but the feedback that we got from our fans and and I would expect this but it was just great I mean because you know we always found a way to compete you know really hard and 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 have and give ourselves a chance to win uh, most every game except for just a couple and uh, and so that's 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 what we're building here and so for any fan of basketball uh, as you watch this you can see it coming Um, you know and and you know, of course, everybody just wants to win and win, period. But, um, you know, I enjoy the process, and, and I, I want our fans to enjoy the process. You know, we're not going to be as great as we're going to become, you know, right, out, you know, right away next year. Um, we're still uh, – we're a program that's, that's in its infancy. And um, but there's no reason why you can't enjoy, uh, you know, the, the 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 challenges along the way. Even if you're coming up a little short on the scoreboard, uh, you know, there, it's um, you know because you know you can, you can you can appreciate uh, how hard we we fight to you know represent our school and our community uh, as as well as we can and then uh, and then and to fight as hard as we'll be fighting and continue to fight to improve and that's um and especially when you're a program in its infancy like us that's what really what you know you as a coach I always focus on improvement mm-hmm. but before you're a championship team that's what you that's what you have to focus on and uh, and I hope that's what our fans can focus on and appreciate uh, along the way as we mm-hmm. uh, you know as we as we build this thing up yeah I could I could say uh, I could say from my standpoint there was absolutely never a dull moment last season <laughs> good 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 <laughs> we had some frantic comebacks and you know and, and yes. just you know time, you know where it was you know we fought to the end even though you know we were coming up short a lot earlier in the season but at the end, uh, but at the end, that was that was coming through. I mean, those, those the, um, there was right up until the last game of the final game of the tournament, they were all close games, and That's every right. single one of them you came through. That's right, and I and I'll be like totally transparent with you. Like as a coach, um, all I concentrate on is improvement because if we're improving, that means we're headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And all year long, I knew that we were improving, um, and. But still, even as the coach of the team, um, I would not have been able to tell you, uh, you know, with a lot of confidence that we were ready to beat Northern Kentucky. 
for instance. Yes. Uh, it, it, you know, because they, I mean, they were where we were trying to get. And, and 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 really where we're you know where we're still trying to get you know they were, they were they were established championship team and uh and so uh you know i i don't quite know how to say this but like you know it just you know i knew we were improving and i knew we were becoming more and more and more competitive but even i didn't know that we were a team that was ready to to take on and 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 beat Northern Kentucky and Oakland, you know, the way we did. And, and so, as and a coach. And clearly neither today. What's that? And clearly neither today. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. And, but, you know, so I, even though I know we're improving, you know, mm-hmm. even as a coach sometimes, you don't know when the moment's going to happen when you turn that corner and be able to accomplish, uh, you know, some pivotal, you know, pivotal moments like that. So, um, like I said, it was, uh, it was, it was great. And, you know, so I talked about the run being great for us from a promotional standpoint, uh, but it was also obviously great for a few returning players yeah. to feel the feeling of, okay, all this stuff that we're talking about, all this stuff that we're working at, it really can get us to the mountaintop. It really can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, allow us to, to be good enough not only to compete but to win. So um, sure. so now those, those, you know, those guys, Tyree and Steph and Cash, and, you know, and Al, they've got to, they've got to share that experience mm-hmm. with, these, uh, with these new guys as we kind of start all sure. over again. Sure. Um, uh, one last question. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. Um, That's my what, man. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, as, as a child of the 90s, all, you know, Parliament Funkadelic was all over the place. I say child, yeah. I was in college the entire time. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was but, a child of the 70s. <laughs> there you go. So, so when, what was it? You know, what what was your first experience with listening to them and saying, "Yeah, that, that that's okay. definitely what I'm into." That's an easy answer, man. It was like it was one of the best moments of my life. Uh, for go. those people out there that don't know, I'm a diehard funkadelic. It's uh, and 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 I've uh, I've been lucky enough to become good friends with George Clinton uh, so that's like you know that's just like one of the you know the most special things I, I got going but what happened was um, my father was in the Air Force so I, I spent a lot of time growing up in Europe uh, you know in Spain and Germany but then we came back stateside when I was 12 years old uh, as he was stationed at Andrews Air Force Base right outside of DC and we went to a family friend's house. They were also an Air Force family. My parents were good friends with their parents. And they had a couple of sons that I didn't know. I was I was meeting them for the first time. So we went over to their house to you know to hang out, met their sons. They were a little older than me. And while the parents were hanging out upstairs, we went down to the basement and they pulled out the Mothership Connection album. And my life has never been the same. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, that's where it all started, and so so I had some backwards work to do, you know, because you know Parliament Funkadelic had been, you know, oh, yeah. putting out a lot of great music before the Mothership album. So, uh, you know, I you know so I, you I went backwards. You literally entered the Mothership, right then and there. Uh, 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 yes, I've I've uh, when I retire, I want to I want to you know fly away on the Mothership. <laughs> 
So there's a lot of people out there listening right now that don't know, you know, what the hell we're talking about. But uh, for uh, for those what? of you that it don't, may, Google it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I might have to preface this before. Yeah, I yeah, I, you know what? No, if you if they're listening to the Horizon Roundtable, and if you don't know who that is, guys, come on, you're killing me here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. Look it. Look it up. And, uh, if you listen, you won't be able to put it down. <laughs> How if you haven't if you have not heard at least one Parliament Funkadelic song, one George Clinton song, one P Funk All Star song, where have you been living for the last? 50 years. Yeah, I know. Well, that's one thing. Every Everybody's heard it, but everybody yes. doesn't know it because it's everywhere. And, uh, you know, hip-hop, uh, for the younger folks, yep. uh, you know, they're, they're the most sampled band they on are. the planet. And uh, hip-hop is, uh, they, they worship uh, P-Funk. And, and so it, it, Again, people don't even know, but they, they've heard, they've listened to it and don't even realize it. Yeah. Oh, again, this is this is where I live, man. This is you know, I graduated from I graduated from high school in '92, and then, you know, you know, Dr. Dre came out, and he was all about that. Yeah, yeah. So. It's uh, yeah, oh, they, yeah, Dr. Dre. I mean, that's that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the what era. was the, what was the movie about Dr. Dre and his crew uh, the, uh, that came out a couple? Yeah, uh, straight out of Compton. Yeah, yep. you can you just watch that movie and you can see how much those guys worshipped. Whenever they were listening to music, it wasn't their own music. It was it was Parliament Funkadelic. It was. That's true. <laughs> That's absolutely true. All yeah, right, well, Coach, yeah. um, Coach, uh, absolutely great conversation with you. Uh, appreciate your time and um, you know uh, and good luck to you on this upcoming season. Really appreciate it, Bob. Thank you for uh, thank you for the interest and uh, had a good time talking with you. All right, wonderful. So that was our conversation with Coach Dennis Belton. Um, Got to thank the coach. And, again, thank Cleveland State Athletics for giving us a hand in putting that together. Um, but fear not, this week, it, this is not going to be just the only episode. We're going to have an extra episode. And Jimmy will be with us, and we'll be talking about this interview and everything else that's going on in the Horizon League right now. But as always, uh, you can follow us um, and our website, sportshacks.com, H-A-X. Oh, that's our host. That's our podcast host. And you can always find us where podcasts are found, be it iTunes, TuneIn, you name it. We're everywhere, mostly everywhere. So thank you again for listening, and stay tuned. And watch out for that second episode because it is coming. And it's coming the sooner rather than later. So we'll talk to you then.